Hello, my name is Sandy Adamitis, the social media director for the Page International Screenwriting Awards, and your host for the Writer's Hangout, a podcast that celebrates the many stages of writing, from inspiration to the first draft, revising, getting a project made, and everything in between. We'll talk to the best and the brightest in the entertainment industry and create a space where you can hang out, learn from the pros, and have fun. Hi, I'm Sandy Adamitis. Hi, I'm Terry Sampson. Terry. Yes. It is September. Yeah. I cannot believe it. Yeah. I started a Christmas shopping list yesterday. Oh, good for you. Thank you. That's great. (laughs) My connection with September is fall starts. Yes. Not bake starts. (laughs) That's what it starts here. I think the other predicament about Southern California at this stage is that all the gears are moving forward at a time when it's starting to get really hot. Everyone's going back to school. Right. A lot of people are now done with their vacation. Mm-hmm. And now it's the hottest time of the year. Mm-hmm. It's very interruptive. Yes. And the freeways are going to get a little bit more crowded now that everybody's back and to And I've school. noticed, oh. maybe you have too, what? people seem even crabbier than usual. <laughs> I'll say this. They're super crabby in the cars and everything. But writing is a different thing. You can be in a nice, cool room and get your job done, right? Excellent point, which brings me to starting. It's one of the hardest things for writers to do is just just sit down and start writing. Yep. It's hard for new writers. It's hard for many seasoned pros is just to sit down and start writing your screenplay. You know, you've probably, you know, sure you've been ruminating and telling everybody who will listen about a great idea you have for a screenplay for months and you haven't written anything. Then you see a movie trailer and it looks exactly like the movie that you've been thinking about in your head for months and you just want to curl up in a ball and punch yourself in the face. Yeah, or just cry and let it let yes. it all out. Yes, why didn't you just sit down and write it? Yeah. Obviously it was a good idea. It's on the screen. Steven Spielberg <laughs> is directing it. Could have been your script. It could have been your script exactly. <laughs> Okay, so today I'd like to focus on how to begin with tips on what to do before you sit down and write the first scenes of that terrific screenplay you have in your head and how to make it easy and not scary. I read about this technique by Dean Orion, who wrote a book entitled Live to Write Another Day, a survival guide for screenwriters and creative storytellers. And I liked it and thought this technique that he came up with was really helpful. First, a little bit about Dean. He moved to Los Angeles in 1981 to attend the American Film Institute. After graduating, Dean embarked on an eclectic career writing for both traditional and interactive media. His numerous credits include such television shows as The Invisible Man, Jackie Chan Adventures, and video game titles Van Helsing and Mission Impossible. We're going to start with the art of procrastination. (laughs) We all know this one very well. Now, Dean says that he thinks procrastination gets a bad rap. 
Why? Because he believes wholeheartedly that procrastination is part of the creative process and that maybe we should call it something like pre-writing, brain charging, and mind framing. Just before we started, didn't you just tell me that sometimes you get really good ideas yes. mowing the lawn? Mm-hmm. Mowing yes. The lawn. This is what Dean is talking about. Literally mowing the lawn? Yes, yes, he's wow. going to be here tomorrow at 2 p.m. <laughs> to mow your lawn, so please rake it first. That's a, well, that's a really Is good. that a thing? Do you have to rake before you mow? <laughs> no, not for people who don't live on the West Coast. We can't water our lawns anymore. Right. So there's no mowing. There's no mowing. There's a lot of brown, but we do <laughs> okay. what we have to. Okay. Dean says, don't beat yourself up about procrastination. Use it. In the beginning, think of procrastination as a unique type of focus where you are at once passive and telling yourself the story, but you're doing it subconsciously. Dean likes to call this tuning in the radio. You're trying to bring a story into material existence. Your thoughts are fuzzy and unclear, like a faint radio signal. But this specific signal is something that you must pay attention to. Thinking about your story brings your story into existence. That makes sense? Yes, it does. Does that feel, you know, I like that tuning in. Yes, the mind's visualization is a big deal. Mm -hmm. When you see something, if it sparks the idea of something, all of a sudden it's way more real. Yes. You can climb on it a little bit more. Makes it, gives you a little vehicle to keep going. Right. Next, getting started with research. Sometimes we get so excited, we just want to jump in and start writing. But we need to slow down because, as Dean says, we simply haven't tuned in enough to our story to properly execute it. Dean calls this period of time the launching pad. You should be reading, highlighting, and taking tons of handwritten notes on a yellow legal pad. The notes are a combination of direct quotes from various texts, interpretations of what you're reading, and while doing this, more of your story will start to emerge. Don't edit yourself here. No self-judgment. Jot it all down. Scene ideas, locations, everything you can glean from research. Why? Dean says, don't try to impose your will on the story. Try to tune it in. Now, you made a little of face on don't try to impose your will on the story. I've never thought of it that way. I really think that's a, a really interesting... Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's writers out there that do other things, but this is a really good one, especially if you are just hesitant to sit down and start. Right. This is great for that yeah, you, type of person that you do. You're scared of the blank page, or I don't know, scared is, is a strong word, but. But accurate. Dean says, and he admits that doing all this probably sounds like a painstaking process. And it is. It does require a lot of discipline and patience. But once you get into it, it's, it's really kind of liberating. Commit to it, completely lose yourself in it, and keep devouring all that information until you feel like you're going to burst, like you've eaten Thanksgiving dinner and are so stuffed that you can't possibly eat another bite. This is when you know you are done with the research phase. 
I like that because we do. We wonder, am I doing too much research? Am I not doing enough? You'll know. Yeah, it's the Python one thin wafer of left to go and then one thin mint are we doing monty python one thin mint yes i actually thought of that too when i when i was reading that in his book don't go there there's an explosion (laughs) waiting it's now time to let the active part of the writing process begin Dean says, depending on what else he has going on in his life, this yellow pad period usually takes him about three to six weeks. So three to six weeks researching. Sounds pretty good, especially Mm -hmm. for a film. That might even be, if it's a historical film, that might even be on the... Twice it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, double it. Dean says that he then transcribes all his notes from the yellow legal pad, and he admits that this is the easy part. No pressure. He's just typing. (laughs) When you're done transcribing, name the file with a working title and the qualifier notes. What does all the stream of consciousness buy you? You find yourself with at least five to ten written pages, which means you have successfully kicked off your writing project without ever having to stare at a blank page. There you go. I like it. Yeah. But it doesn't end there. Okay. The five to ten notes pages are nothing more than a bunch of brain spasms from your research, (laughs) but you've learned a tremendous amount about the world in which your story takes place. It's now time to build what Dean calls a concept document. Separate from the notes, this is now a concept document, and there are five basic sections that Dean includes in his concept document. First, a logline, then theme, tone, characters, and story summary. No matter what you are writing, you need to be able to articulate these elements before you start writing the script. Take all those notes you've written during your research phase and distill them into a vision of what your script will eventually become. Let's start with the logline. Write a concise sentence about how you would tell your story if you only had about 20 seconds to do it. Theme. Write down what you're trying to say with your story. Dean suggests you dig really deep into this one, but keep it relatively short and sweet. Then tone. Dean feels tone is more about your overall voice as a writer than it is about each story you write. Because as you develop, you will naturally gravitate towards those subjects and genres. Characters. Write about each character. You know, it's up to you what you put in this part of the document. Names, ages, physical descriptions, personality traits, preferences of character, and descriptions of their life in the story. And then finally, you keep it short, but write a story summary. This is not an outline, which is the next step. This, which we're calling the concept document, is just for you. Something to let you know what the forest looks like before you start working on the tree. Hmm. When you're done, you should have a polished 6 to 12 pages. 
If needed, you could show this document to a producer or an agent, but most important, should you ever need to familiarize yourself with the big picture of your script, you have it. The outline. But wait, we're not going to outline yet. (laughs) You didn't mean that. You need to do more research. Study other works that are close in genre, tone, and structure to the story you are telling. Learn how other writers executed their story. So now you really have your mind wrapped around what your screenplay is going to be. This is the time to just get on Netflix, get on Hulu, watch everything you can. If it's a bank heist movie, watch all the bank heist movies. See what they did right, see what they did wrong. Next, Dean says he opens up a document in final draft and starts writing down all the scenes he has come up with from notes and his concept document. He doesn't worry about the order. He is just trying to get it all down on paper. He uses a slug line like exterior, dining hall, night, and then describes the scene contents as if he were explaining it to someone in conversation. Usually, when doing this, other scenes begin to emerge in his mind. Later, he will work on structure where each act breaks and in which order the scenes belong. This allows you to skim down the page and root out any structural problems. I really like that. Then you take this work, you smooth it out into your outline. It's up to you how much information you want to put in your outline that is needed to trigger the important elements of the scenes you are going to write later. You can be sparse, but Dean says he likes to make tons of notes in the body of his outline and continues to flesh it out with as much background as he can. In other words, he continues to tune in the story until the only thing left to do is flesh out the action and write the dialogue. What do you think of Dean and his technique? I think this is really, really interesting, and I think I'm mostly interested in it because there's huge amounts of what he just said that I that he suggested that I just don't do. Yes. One of the hardest things is just to sit down and write. And no matter what, if you just take this suggestion from Dean, whatever you have to do, if you have to clean the house before you sit down to write, <laughs> if that is what gets you to sit down and write, by all means, that's your process, do it. And, you know, if anybody out there wants to contact us or write into the Writers Hangout podcast at gmail.com and let us know about some of your techniques. We all have them. We all just have these little things that make it easier for us to write. And the good ones I will steal. I shouldn't say that out loud, right? <laughs> we will steal and we will share. That's right. There's no stealing allowed in this area. Terry, before we go, I found these cards on Amazon called Oracle, and I thought it would be fun to try it. It's Oracle with a W. Oracle. Yes. It's 65 cards. And oh, by the way, this is this is not a promotion. The Oracle is not an advertiser with us. I just found them on Amazon. 
They're not. A, they will not support us. <laughs> well, they, it's not that they won't support us, but they don't support us. Listen, she might not want the support, but I do. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> Call me. You know my number. Okay. Because this, you know, this this pod, podcast is we're just flying on our own. <laughs> yes. You know, if they want to send food, whatever the Oracle wants, I'm up with the Oracle. A complimentary pack of Oracle cards that we can give away to the writers That would be fantastic. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. Yes. And donuts. Donuts. We're going to manifest that Oracle (laughs) is going to be our sponsor. They're our sponsor. Besides the Page International Screenwriting War. Well, of course. They will be our sponsor, and we will give out these cards. If they send us um, coffee. They, if they send us coffee with the cards, is that what you're saying? I, I, I'm trying to get some specifics on <laughs> on what we want. Okay. Coffee would be great. Coffee, donuts. What's wrong with a nice firm handshake? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It's great. It's 65 cards. And what you do is you close your eyes and you take a deep breath. And on your third breath, you think about your story. And you don't think about a problem in your story or what isn't working. You think about what you like about your story and why you sat down and decided to write it in the first place. After you have your story clearly in your mind, you pick a card and you see what it says. That card is the next move in your story. Give yourself at least 24 hours to ruminate on your card and how it will play out in the pages to come. This is an escape hatch for someone who's stuck. Exactly. Oh, this is great. This is great. And breathing. (laughs) Breathing is always good. That's always good. So we're going to breathe three times. Okay. Terry's going to pick the card for us writers, and then he will write it out loud. Breathe three times. Okay. Think about your story, what you like about your story, why you sat down to write your story. Terry is now going to pick a card. All right, here I go. Really enjoyed the breathing, though. Okay. The main character adopts a religious or spiritual ideology that dramatically changes him or her. Oh, interesting. If it already existed for this character, then he gets a massive boost. Okay. What does this do to the character's dynamics in the story? Are others accepting or not so much? How does this new faith affect the plot line? And finally, what conflicts does it create? Interesting. Yeah. A a religious or spiritual ideology that dramatically changes him or her. Could be a lot of things. Could be a lot of things. You could have someone who is... The head of a cartel. Yeah. And he gets changes. Yeah. Or it's a head of a cartel who's very religious, who decides that UFOs are for real. (laughs) Right. I don't know. I'm just spitball here. That guy's breathing too much. (laughs) He's got too much. Yeah. Yeah. Dipping in the product, I think (laughs) they would say. I think there's an issue there. (laughs) But yeah. Okay. So I thought that we would. This is beautiful for somebody who's writing and they happen to have something that kind of rubs up on this. Yes. And they haven't thought of it. Yes. Boom. Well, it might also make you think, what does my main character believe in? Right. Just help you with the story in that sense. There you go. Terry, give me back the card, please. I want to keep all 65 cards intact. Yeah. Thanks, Oracle, and for the coffee. Yes, thank you, Oracle. I think we should keep Oracle in our repertoire. 
I think it's an excellent idea. Well, that's a wrap for the Writer's Hangout. Till we meet again, keep writing. The world needs your stories. And if you can take two minutes out of your busy day to follow us and leave us a five-star rating review, Mm. or six, can I give us six? Not at this time. Not this time. Not at this yeah. time. Yeah, the you know we would love a five. The star technology review. isn't out there yet, but <laughs> yeah. should it arrive, go ahead. We're everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts would be great. Yeah, I would love to take a moment and give a special shout out to Claudio Salucci Jr. and Claudio, if it's not Salucci, my apologies. Who said podcasts like the Writers Hangout are exactly what I need when I'm taking a writing break. It feels like you're in the space with them and enjoying the conversation. And you know what, Claudio? We enjoyed that comment a lot. Every review helps. And if you'd like to receive a shout out on a future episode, please leave a review for the show in Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Claudio. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. The Writer's Hangout is sponsored by the Page International Screenwriting Awards. Executive producer, Kristen O'Verne. Producers, Terry Sampson and Sandy Adamitis. Music by Ethan Stoller.